Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. All right, what up, world? This is Anthony Roberts, host of The Reality Is, where filter becomes extinct. Today's show is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, your voice, your independence, your platform. So join us as we build a listener and podcaster-centric podcast ecosystem by going to www.blogtalkradio.com. This episode is also brought to you by Take Action Gear and Apparel from the brainchild actor out of Houston, Gabriel Silva, to stand up against bullying through fashion and accessories to let you be you. You can help them or purchase things from their website by going to www.takeactiongear.com and purchase something to support the cause. So this is our last interview for Women's History Month. We've been, you know, talking to some phenomenal women, telling us what it is they do in their communities, what it's like to be married, what it's like to be a mother, what it's like to be a friend. And on today's show for our last interview of the month of April for Women's History Month, we have Georgetta Foreman, the daughter of former heavyweight champion George Foreman on the show today. How you doing today, Miss Foreman? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for taking out the time to be here. So we, I told you before we started the podcast that I had heard from you from Irena Ferguson, which is a mutual friend of ours. She's a writer at Essence Magazine. And when she reached out to me and she said, hey, I think I have a great interview for you. I have a great woman who's doing things. You know, she's somewhat of a celebrity, but she does not live off her celebrity name. And she mentioned Georgetta Foreman. And I know for me personally, when I heard it, I said, most definitely. I would love to have her on here. And the first thing I told her, like I told you, I don't even want you on here because of your father's name. Like most people try to do. I looked at your resume and saw the TV producing that you did um, for shows like Let's Make a Deal, Divorce Court, Beyond the Glory and things like that. And I said, I want her on for her story. So thank you again for being on the show, Miss Foreman. And what got you into like, tell me a little bit about who Georgetta Foreman is. Oh, well, that's, uh, I don't know, who am I? <laughs> Obviously, you know, looks like you said, George Foreman's my father. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, right now, I'm a television producer. Mm-hmm. I'm a mother. That's, a you know, a mother. And um, just somebody who's just trying to enjoy life and reach my fullest potential and help others do the same. Okay. So what what got you into TV production? Okay. So uh, television. You know, growing up, I was just that girl watching the news. <laughs> and when I grew up, uh, growing up, I just always knew, I'm like, I'm going to be a, a co-host on the Today Show. And I just knew that's what I was going to be and yeah. probably be Oprah. But, you know, <laughs> that, didn't all, that didn't work out. I went to Pepperdine and I studied journalism. And um, I always had a big interest in sports and everything. So I did a lot of interns. I worked with HBO, Did uh, got to learn uh, about the side of boxing and production and things like that. And then um, I was back here in Houston uh, where my my father lives in the hometown for the family. Yeah. I was back here in Houston, and uh, a, a national show came, and it happened to be a court show. 
And the name of the show was Texas Justice. And boy, I let know me what tell you, this about. was something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we had uh, horses in the courtroom. We had just <laughs> over-the-top shows. And that's how I learned to produce people. And I learned, I tried my best to have as much fun with it as possible. Mm-hmm. And from there, that just my career just kept going. What so. is it about that, though, with Texas, like, I was watching something the other day and it's like anytime in Hollywood when they speak about Texas, they have to go super country like we still have dirt roads and like we actually still ride horses on back alley streets. Like I have to tell people we literally do have skyscrapers. We have suburbs. We have urban areas just like every other place. But for whatever reason with Texas, people think it is the most countryest horseback riding place. Honestly, okay, I'm from Texas and I love being a Texas Texan. But let me tell you. Yes, they do ride horses on the back streets. I'm from they Houston. Do? I'm shocked sometimes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Sometimes I'm in uh, in areas that I'm like, there's no way a horse should be here, yeah, right? Yeah. So it happens. But at the same time, of course, Houston is a metropolitan city. Yeah. Um, we do have sky, skyscrapers and um, a lot to offer. But, you know, it's fun to have, you know, something. That, you know, we have the rodeo. Yeah. So that's how people look at Houston and yeah. Texas. So, hey. So what was it like growing up being uh, the daughter or I know on your uh, Instagram page, you was like, I think you said something like the sister of many. So I was going to ask you, what is it like growing up as, um, you know, as a child of someone like George Foreman? And because, you know, we all know he was a champion and the George Foreman grill. Almost every household has one of those. So what is it? What what was it like for you growing up around all of that and seeing how entrepreneurial he was and, you know, how famous he was? Did it give you any kind of grit and grind to do the things that you're doing today? You know, honestly, I was I would say I was very privileged, privileged. But at the same time, I grew up in a really small town in Jefferson, Texas. And, you know, it was interesting because I didn't really, it took me a long time to, I learned to read quickly to figure out who my dad was because mm-hmm. the kids would walk up to me and they'd go, oh, George Roman's your dad. So I just thought it meant that I was supposed to know who everyone's parents were, you know? So <laughs> yeah. I, I was that person in town who knew, oh, so Shirley's your mom, you know? That's, yeah. So um, after a while, um, yeah, growing up, uh, had a lot of great experiences, but in, like when I was a senior in high school, I watched my father regain the heavyweight champion, yeah. you know, of the world again. So things like that, it's just, it's hard to describe, you know, because we went from just being little kids going to church, you know, and just being regular yeah. in a sense, you know, and then watching our father just do some great things. And then the grill came about and, yeah. you know, that, that was just, a whole nother fiasco that was just of his a own. whole nother level of something <laughs> else, you know, so. Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, what I learned through it all is you can do it. Anything is possible. I watched my father, uh, go from 300 pounds, eating too much, sitting on the couch to, uh uh-oh, I better get up, you know, and made it happen. So, you know, we can, we can all get up. Did he ever talk to you about like, um, what made him want to venture out to doing stuff like the George Foreman grill? Cause for me, like when I first saw it, like, I just knew like Mike Tyson, Muhammad Ali, George Foreman. You know, uh, Ken, right. uh, what is the guy name? His dad, Ken Norton. Ken Norton? Yeah. So it's like, mm-hmm. I knew about all of them, but it's like, you know, you think boxing and, you know, it's very lucrative and especially with a name like Foreman. But did you, like, did he ever talk to you or later in life talk to you about, like, what made him want to come up with inventions like the George Foreman grill and things like that? Of course. Uh, so 
when it came to the George Foreman grill, that literally was by chance. Okay, so Dad came, comes back. He sits us down at the table. I uh, had to be about eight, nine, maybe ten, I don't know. Sits us down at the table and tells us all he's going back to boxing. And he promised us that he was not going to ever uh, embarrass us. He was going to be a good guy. He was going to be faithful to his wife. I mean, he just, you know, these are things that yeah. he laid on the line that you were going to be proud of us, okay? So he's back in it. And, of course, he's coming back. Like I said, this was somebody who had been chilling on the couch for 10 years, in yeah. a sense. You know, I'm exaggerating. But, you know, had been enjoying life and it was 300 pounds. So coming back into the ring, it was a joke. Yeah. You know, they were like, oh, the guy, he's fat. He's overweight. Yeah. You know, he can't do this. He needs to go sit back down. And at the time, he was in his, you know, late 30s, yeah. but still, right? So he made his comeback. So what I'm getting to is, the, uh, the jokes, the, the food, like, oh, and so he played with it, like, oh, I'll belly bump you, and I'll do this, <laughs> and I'll do that. So the grill, he didn't come up with the invention. What happened was, um, and, you know, he knows the story better than I, uh, better than I do, but basically someone presented him with this uh, Opportunity. grill. Yeah. And um, it, was my, it was my, you know, my mom, stepmom, she uh, actually tried it one day and said, George, you know, you should try this. It works, right? So they call the people back and say, okay, this thing's work. This thing's work. Uh, let's try to put, you know, he gave his suggestions on some things, and they made it happen. Yeah. And, you know, it, it was not an overnight success, as it seems. You know, they went one way with it, and, you know, I think they went to the family angle with him, and they put him on camera eating at the same time, and it was, <laughs> there you go. It history, was history, yeah. You know? So I'm looking at you work with TV shows like Let's Make a Deal, uh, Divorce Court, Beyond the Glory, um, speaking in reference to your father in a documentary. What was it like working um, on Let's Make a Deal and Divorce Court? Because those are two shows that I, I know Divorce Court I watch more than Let's Make a Deal, but I am aware of both of them. What was it like when you got these opportunities to work on shows like that? So Divorce Court uh, was, uh, I, I got there right when Judge Lynn Toller became uh, the judge, and it was fun because obviously the people who are coming on divorce court, they know what they're getting into yep. and they know that they're just getting there to have, they're just having fun. Yeah. Like, you know, help me get out of this situation and let's laugh about it. You know? So yeah. it was so, it was actually fun. That was like back in LA and you just having a good time. Everybody understood that you were coming to have a good time on the show. So yeah. that was fun. Um, and you said beyond the glory. Well, that was just something I was able to participate in, you know, obviously being a a dad's daughter, but, uh, let's make a deal. Now that was a whole different thing because prior to let's make a deal, I've been mostly producing people, you know, like, Hey, Hey, this is how you tell your story, you know, helping people, um, tell their stories on television, but let's make a deal. I got a chance to do a different side of it. Um, we have a prize. You see all the prizes on the show. So I was a prize producer. So it was my job to go out to the vendors and get the prizes for the show. So that was a whole different skill, and I'm glad I got to do it, especially on such a fun show. Wayne Brady's brilliant. So. I love Wayne Brady. Wayne Brady right. is probably <laughs> one of Wayne, Wayne Brady has to be like one of the most underrated talents to me in Hollywood to be able to sing. He can act. I loved him on the Chappelle show. I don't know if you watch much of uh, the Chappelle show back in the early 2000s, but he was amazing um, on the Chappelle show as well. 
One of the questions that I'm just asking you off the top of my head, being in the industry where you're right. well known, your father's well known, how important is it to keep your circle close? You know, because you may have people to try to infiltrate your circle and get into your circle to use you for your name or your family's name. How important or how hard has it been? Or can you tell a time where, you know, you maybe let someone get too close, but their intense one, you know, their intentions were not um, the best for you and your family? You know, I, I could say a lot yeah. to that, but I will just say that, you know, that who has time to have energy to, for to stop, block, and all this stuff? Yeah. Only thing you could do is you walk with your best intentions. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you just hope, and you know, mo- most of us have faith. I do. You know, you just hope that even if you use me, it's going to be okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you do your best. You know, you do your best. And I have one of my sisters. My sister, uh, she's like... She's what I call my other eye. She's yeah. the one to go, mm-mm, girl. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Those <laughs> are important. I'm usually just so, yeah, so I'm usually more just like, oh, okay. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I see what I see, but I try to see the best in people, yeah. you know. So every now, like we all should have that, the sister or the friend that says, mm-mm, no, you know. So you got to, I to have protect one you. of those, so that's good. So I want to know a little mm-hmm. bit of, uh, a little bit more about you personally so the listeners can know more about you. Some of these questions may be elementary, but I think these are important questions. A lot of questions that people don't even ask when they're dating people. What is your favorite color? Oh, oh that's a good one. Um, orange. <laughs> orange. Okay, that's a different one. That's mm-hmm. most people. For women, you know, most women say red, <laughs> like, blues, purples, fuchsia, stuff like that. You know, anything like, think of the sunset, right? Yeah. All the colors that could be made at sunset. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm in that whole genre. Thing, okay, so. okay. What's your favorite TV show right now? Ooh, I've been taking a step back from TV, but, you know, This Is Us is a great show, so I'll go with that. So my consultant is sitting here, and she did a light clap because she loves that show. Right. And you know what? Right. I'm with you with This Is Us. And the reason I like This Is Us, and you could tell me your reasoning, but I feel like they have right. a part for everybody. When you walk into a room yes. or if you walk into a boardroom and they're talking about diversity, but it's only white men, like how is it diverse? But when you look at this show, you see a black family, you have a gay man, you have a gay black man, a gay white man, you have uh, white people who are racist, white people who are not racist. You have little kids like this. This show is so well written. It is us. It, like, it, this it, is, it the is. World. This the, is the world. This is the world. Yeah. So I, I definitely agree with that. Do you like scary movies or are you more comedy? Oh my gosh, I'm I'm a clown. I love to laugh. That's okay. my thing. How? <laughs> and you know what? I wish somebody would make um, a scary movie because usually scary movies are like gross. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I like suspense movies. Like make me jump, make me scream. Yeah. I'm all in for it. Or, or even try to figure to them out. A good scary movie. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's definitely hard to find that. So uh, how many brothers do you have? How many sisters do you have? Okay. So there are five Georges and there are, um, dad has five boys and five girls. Okay. Okay. Um, I am fortunate enough. My, my mother also had two other kids. So me, I have 11 brothers and sisters, I think. Something crazy like that. So it's okay. 11 of, of my tribe. Now, you said five Georges. Are they all like George Jr., George II, the third, fourth, and fifth? Yes, sir. Uh, it goes all the way to George from the sixth. However, we all have nicknames. Okay. I'll go really quickly. There's George Jr., there is Big Will, there's Red, there's Monk, and Joe. Go figure. 
So you know what? That's what it is. <laughs> what is it like being a part of a yeah. big family like that? Because so many times people, you know, when you're growing up, you know, as a kid, you talk to girls, or you talk to a, a little boy and it's like, we want big families, but I don't think people understand what that entails. What was it like for you growing up with a big family, having big brothers and, you know, little sisters and big sisters and little brothers? You know, I think you hit it the nail on the head. It, you know what it did? It taught me how to deal with every I don't have a problem dealing with anyone in this world because yeah. I feel like they were all in my family. You know what I mean? So it taught me people skills. Mm. And, uh, you know, siblings, they're not the easiest people in the world, mm, you know, to navigate. Definitely. Like no. the whole, that's not the easiest. But at the same time, when it's best, it is best. Like I don't care at the end of the day, that's your family and there's so much beauty in that. So, so I, with you being in TV production and doing a couple of shows, like what is something that if you, I would guess, I would say your dream job, do you have a dream job? Have you been able to work in your dream job or dream feel, or is that something out there that you still want to do? And if it is, what is that? What is, what is Georgetta's dream job? Okay. So Georgetta is a bit complicated, right? So I love TV, I, you know, production. I love all those things because that's a part of me, you yeah. know, entertainment and all of that. Um, but so Georgetta has this thing that she wants to go back to medical school. So she's working class by class to get there. I'd really like to do, um, I'd like to be a psychiatrist. Um, I think mental health is something that is very important and, um, I'd like to be an advocate for it. And I'd like to really, um, uh, you know, not only a holistic approach, but also there's a lot of people out there that truly need to be medicated. Very true. And sometimes I just want to make sure that they're on the right medications. Medication. And I think sometimes if, you know, the right doctors and people taking time, because I think mental health is extremely important. So, and, and with mental health, and that's something important, I know that's something we've talked about several times on the podcast because I'm sure you can agree yeah. or attest to this, but in the black community, you know, we, we don't really address a lot of things because we're so strong or bullheaded to where we feel like, you know what, you know, go to church, pray it away, you know, act right, hang around the right people, stop. But sometimes, like you say, we need to be medicated and then not medicated, but properly medicated, you know. So I think right. you wanting to get into like, that field is big. But how do we make that something that's we make that a conversation piece? Because so many people feel like it's taboo to talk about that. Um, I th You know, the good news is I think we're now at a point where everyone is open to the conversation, because let's be clear. Not everyone needs to be medicated. Some people just need to be, just like you said, stop hanging around with those people. You know, yeah. put the bottle down, right? Yeah. But there are some people who truly, I mean, there's literally chemical imbalances. And I think, um, you know, I was watching on social media today, and, you know, I watched all the different blogs, and there happened to be a celebrity saying, man, this is too tough, you know. And I, I, I see this quite often, yeah. you know. Maybe I'm better off dead or something like that. And you see... Now it's truly a conversation because everyone's living out loud now, yeah. and you can't hide it anymore. Yeah. If there's one time you can hide it, no, you. It's like now, it's 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 there, yeah. and we have to deal with it. Yeah, and I hope we do get to a point to where we, and like you say, I do agree we are in a, a time where things are more progressive and it seems like it's easier for people to come out. Um, but I, I definitely think in the black community, it's something that we need because like you say, not everyone needs to be medicated. Sometimes people just need to talk right. and that's something that we don't do either. Right. You know, we keep everything hush right. hush and quiet and we're not willing to, you know, tell people what's wrong with us to try to get some help, even if it's just through conversation. So I definitely exactly. hope that uh, exactly. I hope I, I think you should definitely do that. Keep pushing forward towards that. Now, I was thinking about you 
this morning and I was like, with this being okay. history month, who is somebody that you feel like as a woman who's been an inspiration to you and that possibly continues to inspire you today? Oh my gosh, I should have thought about this before I got on the show because <laughs> the problem with women, boy, there's so many women out there. You yeah. know, obviously, you know, you the, the Oprahs, the my Angela. You know, there's so many things, yeah. people out there. But then, like, you just sometimes it's just like grandma. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, oh my god, yep. you know, <laughs> yep. you know. So, um, I, I honestly, there's no simple a- answer to that. When I kid you not, when I look at what women like the burden they bared. I don't know if it's a burden. It's just that what it, they they are the strongest. And I'm not saying anything against men because I'm not a man. Oh no, okay? I understand. But as a woman, you know. But as a woman, the things that I've seen women carry, yeah. and and then men have the men can't do without women. No, we can't. Like, you know, I mean, like it's just an extra, you know. So it, we so. Uh, uh, to simplify that question, it's just the the species, the being of women. Itself. Um, I just salute everyone. Yeah. You start it's hearing more people on TV, too. Like when people start talking about God, nobody's saying it in the terms right. of a man anymore. They're definitely saying it in the terms of a woman, you know, because if you think about it from the perspective of what Mother Earth is, Mother Earth or God and thinking about the forgiveness that they say God gives, men don't really forgive people. Women do. You know, mm. men don't give second chances. Women do. Men can't be mad mm. the next moment and be on the good track the next. Women do. Everything that is great about everything, it is the aesthetics or the makeup of a woman. And like you say, men aren't anything without women. We level up. Women make sure we take our pills. I don't take not one pill. <laughs> if a woman don't tell right. me, hey, you need to take this pill. I've been having a migraine the last couple of days. And my girlfriend, she literally hits me up and she'll say, have you taken this pill? It's been three hours now. It's been seven hours. You need to take we women are so important in our lives that I don't really know. I agree with you. I don't know where we would be and what we would be doing in this world if we didn't have them. TV production. You said it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. With TV production, what do you want to do next? Like, is it is it a show out there right now that you felt like if you had the opportunity to work with? Um, to help make better or bring a different, bring your perspective to that show. Is it anything out there or any type of show out there right now that you would love to be a part of? You know, um, in television, in television, you know, I'm so open because what I found uh, in television, you know, there's like you said, there's so many good sh- uh, shows out there from the Queen Sugar to the, you know, yeah, to Queen the, Sugar's um, amazing. Yeah, to. Just comment, like, I don't know, I can't describe it. Like, when you're part of a TV squad or you're working on something, mm-hmm. it's just, there's a thing called TV magic. That's just what it is, yeah. you know what I mean? So I'm I'm open to anything positive in this in this, in this this uh, game of yeah. television. But, um, so, yeah, I don't have a particular show, but so I heard, good. I heard a rumor that you kind of want to get into podcasting. Is that something you want to take up? Oh my gosh, I'm I'm trying. You know what the problem is? Like I salute you because you know what you're doing? You're just doing it. Me, like so dad and I were sitting in his car garage, right? Mm-hmm. So we have this whole um podcast and he's a storyteller and he's just he has some good stories to tell. <laughs> and so I'm asking him questions and we're doing it, but I'm scared. I don't know like what's the right way to do it. Yeah. The right How way, the right it? way is your we way. We should just release it. Huh? Yeah, I feel like right. the right way you is know? your way. So, 
that's a good answer. So I'm just, I think this Sunday, tomorrow, I'll see him at church and I'll just go, okay, dad, we're just going to let it go. Just let it go. Let it go. And I tell you, I told Irena, I said, if she needs pointers, reach out to Artesia. You know, we could, we don't mind helping and trying to, you know, point you in the right direction. But I feel like if if I'm just listening to you now from the 20 minutes we've been on this phone call, you have a great voice. And that's, that's first, you know, you have great inflection in your voice because a lot of people, you know, podcasting is not for that monotone person who's you know just talking in the same level i think it's important to have inflection in your voice you have inflection like you said you like to laugh i can tell you like to laugh because you kind of laugh here and there every now and again you have a full laugh you have a half laugh that's great not to be funny you have what people want you just said your dad is a storyteller well, thank you i mean your dad is a storyteller he is george foreman i'm sure you have a lot of stories to, you know to from growing up and he has a lot of stories people are gonna come because of what you guys have and when you have something you don't have to do nothing else but just put it out there get you an intro get you an outro turn the recorder on and just go for it that's it you just inspired me darling thank you i'm telling you thank you (laughs) so before we get ready to wrap it up i I definitely want to podcast with you again uh possibly a live show i know we'll be in houston next week i know you're not available but we definitely got to do something where we can get in the studio together and talk in person i love doing in-person interviews because that energy that bounces off of each other you know it just makes for a great episode but i definitely hope you keep doing it um congratulations on everything that you're doing on the tv production uh, congratulations on moving forward with being a medical doctor, a therapist. We definitely need more of those. What's next for Georgetta Foreman? Woo-hoo! You know what? Right now, I'm just I'm on, I'm having this goal. Like we all need to. Like I, whether it's mental or we got to start with our physical. Sometimes. Yeah. So this morning, I got up out my bed and I walked and I walked and I walked and I walked and I'm just like, you know what? Right now, I'm just getting it all together. I just want to be. I just want to inspire all of us and myself. Yeah. Like, just start with me and just, you know, be a better me. That's uh-huh. all. That's what's next. I'm just trying to be better. Not a problem. And where can they find you at on social media? Uh, you know, I'm on Facebook, uh, Georgetta Foreman. I'm also on Instagram. I'm on Twitter, but I don't tweet. Hey, that tweet. Much. Twitter oh, is hard. Twitter is hard. <laughs> Twitter, yeah, Twitter, Twitter to me, Twitter <laughs> is like writing a, uh, yeah. um, what is those when you get ready to, when you start and, yeah, like a thesis. You got to come up with something. You got to be witty because yeah. if you're not witty, nobody's paying <laughs> exactly. attention to it. So Right. And even if I'm witty, I won't know. I need something to bounce out to. So I exactly. stick with the easy. I, Facebook used to be my, you know, a thing now. But now I love Instagram a lot more yeah. because I don't know. I just I enjoy that. Yeah. Point, so. Instagram yeah, is more Instagram. interactive. Yeah, definitely. Right. So, well, like I told you, if you ever need anything, reach out to us. I know you're going to do great. I know you'll be great. When you do that podcast and put it out there, let us know. We don't mind promoting and letting people know to come, you know, check you guys out. Miss Foreman, I do appreciate you again for coming on the Reality Is podcast. And uh, we look forward to, to to doing more interviews and talking with you more. If you ever need a platform to push out something, thank just let us everything. know. No, thank you for everything. All right. I appreciate you. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No problem. Bye. You have a great one. All right, guys, that was uh, Georgetta Foreman, again, the daughter of George Foreman, the former heavyweight champion of the world. And this has been The Reality Is Where Filtering Becomes Extinct. Thanks, Mike, man, for for producing these last two shows. We do appreciate that. Artesia, as always, thanks for putting this interview together. I tell people all the time, people be like, how y'all getting these people on the podcast? Wouldn't be able to get them if it wasn't for you setting up all this. We do appreciate it. You can follow us on The Reality Is on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can email us if you want to be on the show at info at The Reality Is. The new Roberts Media Group page should be up. Uh, Roberts Media Group website 
should be up by the end of April. So for all you guys who are continuously trying to get under the Roberts Media Network to get your podcast out, we appreciate that. But give us a little breather. We got a lot of things in the fire. We're trying to roll them out. So it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And like I always say, man, we appreciate you guys for following us. We appreciate you guys who continuously support us um, with the podcast. We got a lot of live events coming up over the summer and later in the year. We'll be getting those things out to you guys. And like I tell y'all all the time, man, always encourage and always inhale courage to excel success. You guys have a great weekend. I'm your host, Anthony Roberts of the Reality Is Podcast. And check you next week. Peace. Put the CD in it, said there is a cat and read the Bible just to know that I'm the Yamajitadana kid who Simon burned a few Qurans for me to get this fall. Devil dancing music, you can feel them in your car. The Lord that Hova rapped about. Jehovah be that witness, we so Christian, we so fornicate in California Valley. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.